0: Episode 361 of The Saucy Factory. Welcome. In this episode I chat to Andreas Hilt of Dustwind Studios about their tactical combat action-adventure game Dustwind The Last Resort. Do you remember Fallout Tactics? The game for some time ago. Think about 2003. Might be wrong about that, but it's kind of that era. That period, the early 2000s, when... Fallout was a game, Fallout 2 was the point, was a game that people really liked. So they thought, well, you know, what? let's just expand the tactical combat aspect of it, you know, just turn focus on that. So they did, and they made Fallout Tactics, and it was a thing that people liked, kind of, but it wasn't great. Had some problems. So here we are, almost 20 years later, with another similar game in a similar vein but done just that bit better, with an actual meaningful campaign, single-player campaign. That is what Dustwind The Last Resort is about, because it actually started life as a multiplayer-only tactical combat game, which is fine, and it was very successful on Steam, but now it's expanded out to consoles, which is where I played it, and yeah, really entertaining game, great guest. And I think you're gonna like this one. You're gonna like this one. I mean not like you don't like the shows anywhere, but this one's I'm really proud of this one. So um let's uh let's listen to me from the past, shall we? Chatting to Andreas about this extraordinary game that is Dust Wind the Last Resort. Chris If you'd be so kind. Andreas. Hi.
1: Hi. Who are you? What do you do? Um yeah, I'm game developer from Germany. I'm co founder and managing director of Z Software and also managing director of uh, Daswin Studios. Uh, So it's um, the two companies are uh, very connected uh, to each other. So, yeah. So it's, 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 um,
0: it's Z-software, not Z-software. I wasn't sure.
1: Uh, it doesn't matter uh, how to say it, because no, no. the one says source, the other says source, and uh, it it doesn't matter. It's it's the same thing, right?
0: Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, for us, the alphabet song doesn't work. It falls over right at the end, but never mind. So, think about it. Um, how did you make your start making video games, then, Andreas? Uh,
1: yeah, um me and my friends started making video games and little programming and so on during our school time. And then we, uh, did some games as hobby. And, uh, some of the games were downloaded uh, for free. A lot of times. I mean, this was, uh, the beginning of 2000, I think 2001 or something like that. This was our first website. And, uh, Step by step, we develop games and we grow. And at some point, we um, yeah, we were at at uh, university, and then um, we started a commercial project. And um, during that time, we uh, I had a small or I rented a small flat, one one room flat, and all the guys meet always. Uh, in this flat and all the PCs were uh, a lot of PCs were standing there and on one on Monday there were all the guys there, on Tuesday there were only two of the guys there but I had no free time, right? <laughs> and, and at this point when we uh, were finishing the project I uh, uh, I said to the team, guys I can't do it uh, so in that way, I can't do it because I have no free time, I can't invite friends to me, and uh, I uh, said, okay, I would like to uh, found a company uh, with offices and do it uh, with uh, more power, or um, sadly, we have to finish this experience. And at that point, um, the guy said, okay, cool, let us find the company so our first commercial project was lead us to founding the company right
0: right so that here we are
1: yeah that's, here uh, we are
0: yeah yeah but uh start, yeah
1: starting out with uh, like 2001 is this a... 2001 this was yeah. yes this was our first website and yeah. 2008 we uh founded the company right 20 years though that's no no not not exactly 20 years but no, uh, okay but, yeah 20 yeah, years before when you website started, but yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then
0: you expect, I'm just thinking you know just have to I'd like to remind people that you know yeah the 2001 was 20 years ago no oh no it was oh god yeah yeah it's I, like when, you, when you tell people about the GameCube and someone puts something on a, a website say, like, oh yeah the
1: GameCube's retro no it's not oh no 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 it is this, it is this was uh, for us it was uh, very crazy because we were at school mm. at that time and uh uh, this was, I mean, yeah, games like um, I played at that time. I started playing playing Gothic and so on. And, yeah, and uh, I think this, they're remaking that. Did you hmm? know that they're remaking yeah, Gothic? Yeah, yeah. I, I heard of it that, that they remake it, it but I the didn't play the to, demo yeah, because they, go on, yeah, yeah, because I I said okay, when they release the whole game, I can play the whole game and not only the demo.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But they, yeah, gothic's are, its quite a heritage. It's like it's up there with the Dark Eye games, isn't it? Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, um, what are your biggest influences as a creator of things? Do you think
1: uh, influences from the point of view of uh, what we are doing, which games, or influences mm. why I'm doing the, the game? No,
0: that's more of an inspiration. So it's like. It can be uh, like a, a motivation, but what I'm really getting at here is this: you're you creating something, you are creating things, and uh, you're going to be inspired by something or influenced by something.
1: Yeah, I I think there are uh, several things. On the one hand, I mm-hmm. uh, me personally, yeah. uh, I was inspired by uh, games like Gothic, like Diablo, mm-hmm. to uh, to make games like Age of Empires of course too um, um, because I I like playing these games and I wanted to create something uh, similar uh, Some it, it was for me not very important if it's RPG or strategy game but I wanted to uh, be a part of a team or by myself but by myself I'm not so crazy uh, to do all the things alone I can't do it <laughs> but uh, I wanted to be a part of the team to make something um, playable, which the, the people enjoy, right? And uh, this was a big inspiration for me uh, doing the stuff we do. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I, think, I think... So to, to basically to lean on these epic titles, like, look, if someone can make that, if someone can create that, whether it's Diablo 2, which is, again, quite topical at the time of recording. They've re-released it recently. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, 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 And, of course, you know, Gothic, we're talking about... there's, there's a I think there's four or five Gothic games. I'll, I know there's Gothic after three, but I think there was a couple of others that they released after Gothic 3. I'm not sure who made those, but, yeah. Um, they're very much games of their time, but they are sweeping role-playing games, third-person action-adventure role-playing games. They're very... You know, and they also don't they don't deal the, the hero isn't necessarily that much of a, a hero. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very much a grey kind of like outfit, but a bit like The Witcher in some regards. In that, in that, the the the, the hero isn't really you know that much of one. <laughs> almost not yeah. quite the anti-hero, Wouldn't say yeah. that, but they have their own agendas, and it isn't you know. Um, they they haven't got to, they haven't got a cape. Well, maybe they do, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that's really so. Your your the the mere act of creating some of something some extraordinary ambition and yet fulfilling that ambition has led you to to, to make the Dustwin games.
1: Uh, it led me uh, to let, uh also games with it, mm. uh, and uh, I. Um, I mean, I, I have to say I was not at the beginning of the Dustwind project no. uh, because uh, I don't know if you uh, heard the story. Um, the guys who started the project uh, after some years of development, they came to us and say, hey, Andreas, uh, one of the guys is from our city and here here are not many developers. And uh, Dimitri came to me and said, hey, Andreas. Uh, can you help us? And we tried to help a little bit, and sometime later he uh, came to uh, me and said, Andreas, do you know, I, I'm i a creative person. I don't want to make uh, too many uh, managing staff, management staff, and I don't want to care about it because I want to make my game. Can you support us? And uh, um, we say, "Ah." Yes, of course. And since then, we started supporting uh, the guys. And um, I hope it was all good. Perhaps not all things we did were perfect.
0: Nothing ever is. At yeah. least a boring creative process.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's and fine. That's yeah, fine. and from this point uh, on, uh, I and some... Other people from our from Tad Software were a part of uh, development process. Sometimes more, sometimes less. But uh, yeah, we tried to uh, be a good uh, a good collaboration with uh, the uh, the two guys who started the project.
0: Mm-hmm. But no, it's, 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 to, to to cite uh, effort and endeavor. And then follow through. And you're right. A lot of creatives don't want to look at, you know, programs as in charts, Gantt charts and and bars and milestones and Mm -hmm. say, well, you've got to do this by then. And basically producing the act of one of the many things a producer does. But managing the creative process is key to that role, I think. Uh, I understand producer has many different terms and definitions but i think i'm getting in trouble here but I, as far as i know a producer's key role is to make sure everything's rolling on no. in program and making sure that the original design intent of the game isn't deviated from too much or
1: indeed has additional features added to it
0: feature no. creep
1: and all these I... things I would uh, I agree and I would mm. uh, additionally say that the producer have to uh, make sure that the game uh, will uh, release because <laughs> yeah. uh, I think uh, this is a big problem especially for small uh, indie teams uh, which uh, do not or are not limited through uh, uh, money or um, or time budget so they can yeah. say okay i will uh i can work another two months or another yeah. two months and another yeah. two months <laughs> and sometimes it's it's it gets so long that uh, at some points the people understand okay i have to rework something because uh two years ago it was very cool and now it's not not cool uh, anymore or something like that yeah. and like you said uh to avoid uh, feature creeps and so on and uh, so this is I think it's very important to release a game so the players can enjoy it and not Mm. only develop them and develop them and developing
0: yeah I think there's also a phrase which I don't like because it it seems too negative and I'm trying to think of another way of describing it but the word the phrase is two words is good enough this is good enough But it implies you could do better. You know what I mean? No, it really is acceptable. No, I want it to be excellent. I want it to be perfect. No, that's the enemy. You can't do that. This is sufficient. This is good enough. But you see, we live in a culture or live in a society where that sort of feels like you're diminishing it or you're not doing enough. No, it's not knowing when to stop. Is the really... Knowing when to, is is the, is the, is the, is a true art. Is a yeah. re, that's the that's the, something of a real creative knowing that this is good enough.
1: Yeah, and this you is know. this is very hard to decide because yeah. uh, uh, in the most cases, if you decide to uh, to say okay, it's good enough, we we'll release. In the most cases, uh, people will say, yeah, but if we do some things on top. If we add another two months, (laughs) this will be perfect. (laughs) This would be much better. And uh, especially if uh, players uh, play the game and uh, sometimes uh, there is is some critics, of course, and uh, then the developers uh, can say, hey, wait, I said it to you. We need it another two months.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's just, you know, what are you going to do? are you going to yeah. do but uh yeah it, we could talk about it for hours but we can't because we've got to go on to the next question but yeah. it's a fascinating topic it's, it's yeah. it, it only applies to i think principally to creative um industries but other industries suffer from this too but definitely creatives it's it's yeah. really quite it's quite bad um next question then is this what developer did most admire in the industry and why
1: uh, I think there are a lot of developers, uh, which I, uh, respect and what, uh, where I say, uh, the guys are cool and, um, and they do cool stuff or they have cool decisions or have cool, um, mindset, uh, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. something. Uh, uh, one of the people, um, where, where I say this is one of the People who uh, I respect fully and I never speak to him or uh, meet him is uh, Jeff Fogge, uh, Jeff Fogge from Spiderweb Software because uh, I find it fascinating that he do indie stuff not before the word indie was uh, was uh, cool or and uh, he did this stuff and uh, he he is. I, I find uh, also he is no um, not so successful like um, uh, like notch with Minecraft uh, in former times, but he is still su- successful and I find it fascinating. And uh, so uh, this is one of the person I I very say uh, cool. Can you give I, some examples of his work, please, so the
0: listeners could? Uh, he did some
1: uh, um, India RPG uh, games and. Uh, how he uh, say uh, in, in several blog posts and so on, uh, he said, uh, my games are not looking very cool, but uh, they have my um, audience and uh, and the people enjoy the games. And okay. so it works. Right? Yeah. I
0: mean, look at Dwarf Fortress. That looks like, well, that's terrible, but... It's Dwarf Fortress. It's a it's a whole, people. There's a whole culture surrounding that game.
1: So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is also a good um, a good um, example, and yeah. uh, of course there are a lot of other people I fully respect and I find it cool what mm. they are doing. I mean, for example, one of the younger people. Uh, uh, Johannes Roth from Mimi Games uh, who made the last games was Desperados 3 and the game b- before they did was uh, Shadow Tactics and uh, I think, I mean, they started the company roundabout with uh, us, 2008, roundabout perhaps one, one year later or not, I'm not sure but... Um, what they did, the success and the games, uh, which they, uh, produce. I mean, uh, there are f- very polished games in my, uh, in my opinion, especially for this small team, right? And to achieve this, it is very cool.
0: Yeah, it is. I'm definitely going to have to explore and examine this stuff. I'm <laughs> embarrassed. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So you can give it a name of the developer again, sorry. Did you... Spider... Mm-hmm. What's the name of the developer again? Uh,
1: from the second? Yeah. Uh, right. Johannes Roth Mimimi Games. Right. I hope I, right. I yeah. said it right. I hope yeah. I said right. it right. And, and the other one was the...
0: Sp- uh, Jeff
1: uh, Fogel oh, yeah. uh, from Web Software. Spider Web, uh, software. There. Spider yeah. web yeah. software. Right. Spider
0: Check those right. out. We'll, we'll put a link or something. it would be great. So... Last question of the first half. Well done, Andreas. You made it. Give yourself a little bit of applause. Um, and it's the question we have to ask on this show because this is a video game-based podcast, so we're kind of legally obliged to ask the question. <laughs> we're not, but i like to say that. What are you playing right now?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's a funny question because... Um... On the single-player side, uh, when I'm playing Cologne, uh, I um, just finished uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla some weeks ago. Well, so
0: did I. I. How many hours, may I ask, did you, uh, you plough
1: 120-something. I'm very slow and... Um, <laughs> no, I, no, no, don't worry. I took 142
0: hours to finish, so don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so, fine. Did th- you find towards the end that you got so powerful, so yeah. powerful that it was like nothing was really challenging you anymore? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know what you mean because, <laughs> yeah, I had that feeling. and But I have to say that... Um, this was little bit rescued by, uh, in the second add-on, um, mm, yeah. this, uh, Paris add-on. Um, mm. It was uh, interesting that the enemies were much harder than in the main game. Main game. And, yeah. uh,
0: I haven't delved into the expansions yet, so uh, I got distracted by um, Deathloop, which is fine. So.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't play it uh, No, no. Yeah. And, and what
0: else? Um, multiplayer then? Yeah,
1: m- multiplayer. I have some friends. Some of them okay. are also developers and right. we meet uh, every uh, once a week right. and play online together and uh, yeah, we are waiting for the new Halo for Halo Infinite. are Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope it will be very, very cool.
0: Yeah, if, uh, we all do. We all do. Let's make yeah. it Halo Reach again, please. It yeah, that up. kind of quality, right? Yeah. Halo Reach was, in my opinion, the zenith of the Halos. Um, the very tip-top one, yeah, in my th- opinion. What do you think?
1: Um, I played Halo Reach not so often because okay. uh, at some point where I tr- uh, started playing at Halo Online... Right. It was already Halo Five was already right. released, so I right. tried right. The, the others out, but didn't yeah. play it uh, very much.
0: No. But yeah.
1: uh, a lot, of, uh, I don't know how many hours we played Halo Five <laughs> till now. And uh, yeah, but well, yeah, uh, yeah. till we are waiting, we are mm-hmm. we started uh, this week. We started playing Diablo 2, uh, okay. uh, this right, this right, version, right, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm not sure at the moment. I mean, I like Diablo 2 because this was one of the games in the past which uh, were for me inspired me making games. Yeah, but, as you said earlier. Yeah, but uh, uh, the new one on consoles, I'm. I'm not very. Uh, I I have to play it more at first. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I. Um... I watched someone. I st- someone streaming it. I was working mm-hmm. away, and I was. I was lurking when I'm. You know, I like doing that, and, and they're the st- they streaming it. And uh, I must say, I don't think it's aged terribly well. The animations are, and the figures and the interface is very of its time. You know, yeah. I look at that and go, "Well, why don't I just play Path of Exile? That'd be a better experience." You know, it's just, and as many people would argue, "No, it's different, too different." I mean, they're right; they're right. It's yeah. wrong of me to compare those two games. They are utterly different. Yeah. One has a skill tree that's unlike any other, uh, and is, has a very different structure to it. Whereas, you know, Diablo Two was. You know the originator of it all, of course, the originator, uh, Diablo One. But don't yeah. go back to Diablo One. Trust me, don't, don't, do that. <laughs> um, And uh, I, I think uh, it's—I uh, just that's my worries. I can't get past that. Can't get past the the lack of innovation in recent yeah. design that we've enjoyed over the last twenty-five years since that game was released, or so. And you go, I'm sorry, this is fine, but it's not what i now play yeah. and there's so many advances in design not technology not technology yeah. no yeah. design of actual game design and i keep on telling this to people that there's been huge advances m- massive advances in fundamental game mechanics of
1: interaction yeah. yeah and that's what i miss
0: maybe that's what you're finding from diablo 2
1: yeah, yeah, this is perhaps not uh, the game mechanics but uh, mechanics like controls. It it doesn't feel I mean, uh, I said after uh, the first uh, hour I said Diablo 3 has smoother controls on consoles especially. It 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 feels better, yeah. I mean, yeah, I like yeah. Diablo 2. Uh, please don't mis- misunderstand no, 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 me because I like it and I like uh, a lot of uh, ideas uh, which uh, were, um, in my opinion, or perhaps I, I didn't know my, much games at that time, but in my opinion, this was, this were very cool ideas uh, which I saw for the first time in the game and how it works. Mm. Um, and uh, I mean, uh, Battle.net at that time. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know if you can, uh, if you can remember, but for me it was wow. I'm online. It works. Yeah. I can play with
0: others. Yes, I, I, <laughs> yes, I, I, played Warcraft two back in the day. I'm that old. So yeah, yeah I, 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 was yeah, I remember that when that all opened up and I was there. I was there when it started, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. I actually have StarCraft uh, board game. It's quite a thing, but. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's uh, yeah. We, they've got, we've got we got a lot to thank for them, even though despite recent events, which we can't ignore. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, that's bad. It is a It's bad. Um, but um, and people have actually said, look, I bought, I pre-ordered this before this, all this happened. If it, if I hadn't known, I would have cancelled it and stuff. Oh, it just, it's all very difficult. You know uh but on the one hand you want to support creative endeavors on the other hand these people are terrible so (laughs) it's like you know it's yeah (laughs) it's a difficult one but uh i can't you know we can't not say it. if i didn't say it on the show i'll get chastised trust me trust me uh so i had to say something but no fair play to you and uh yeah meeting once a week online to play stuff is great and uh uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I do do it, but I'm doing it with tabletop RPGs now rather than um, video games. So that's fine. What you drift into, anyway? <laughs> so let's um, let's move on to the second half of the show, where we attempt to delve deep into Dustwind, the last resort. question isn't a question, it's a request, known as the 0 question, which I grant you is a little bit of an Asimov reference, if you're familiar with his work. And the question is this, in your own words, and I wish you the very best of luck with this, because I have no idea how you're going to do this, can you tell us, what is Dustwind, the last resort?
1: Uh, yeah, in, in, in one sentence I can't say it.
0: No, no, no! I tried okay. earlier in the virtual green room. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Go on. What do you uh, think first, it is?
1: First of all, uh, Dustwind uh, the last resort is a single-player part of Dustwind, yes. and Dustwind is a uh, uh, is, is tactical action game, real-time action game, yeah, uh, which has some possibilities where you can uh, make some. Um, for example, tactical pause in single player and make some decisions and plan some decisions more than in real time in in, in other games. Yeah, I, I I don't know how to describe it better.
0: <laughs> let's let's try and refer- make reference points so the listener can have a better idea. What I think it's a bit like Baldur's Gate, the original and Baldur's Gate 2, where you can hit pause. And mm-hmm. then tell people to do things. Then you release the pause. They go and do the things. And then there's a, a result. And you go, oh, no, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then you, you, you go.
1: I, 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 um, when, um, some weeks ago, I, I wanted to, uh, try to write a blog post about Dust And mm. as Baldur's Gate was one of my, um uh, uh, similar games, which I wanted to say because uh, I think uh, you're right that it's some kind of Baldur's Gate, but without uh, some um, how to say it, this magic stuff. Uh, yeah, it's it's not magic. You've got C4, yeah, yeah <laughs>
0: rather
1: yeah. than the fireball, you've got something
0: way more reliable, which is C4 and a yeah. detonator and yeah. a timer and mines. And all that kind of stuff. Imagine yeah. how easier Baldur's Gate would have been with a mini gun. I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely.
1: And, it would have uh, lasted ten minutes, but never mind. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, wind is. I think dust is a little bit faster if you oh, don't yeah. use uh, the um, tactical pause. Then it's faster than Baldur's Gate, right? So that's why I would say it's um, also an action game.
0: No, it is. No, it is. Um, and I like that. And they kind of now we've got that established. And also the visuals, as so everyone knows, it's a. Uh, I hate using this term because you and I know it's not actually quite accurate. It's uh, people call it isometric. It's not actually isometric. But yeah. let's not go there because that's not thirty sixty. I know it's not. But anyway uh it, people like to use that phrase because it's short, a nice shorthand uh, but it isn't uh, like a it's like a, a 3d view like looking objectively down you and the characters uh, are, are, are uh, you know quite small uh but because you need to see the whole tactical battlefield before you and uh, basically you know it's it's quite you know treacherous everywhere is treacherous yep. so that's the scene. Uh, that's how it works but you're quite right it is quite fast um some people may sort of relate to it in the fallout sort of games but again i think that's a bit disingenuous because fallout's much slower it's much more plodding because it's even more terrifying and can very easily get killed and mistakes are not easily recoverable in fallout as opposed to dust wind You can even exploit your mistakes, which is one of the reasons I really enjoy it and why I want to have you on the show to talk about it, because so few tactical games allow you to exploit your mistakes. And this one does. Um, So, I'm going to talk about the direct interaction the player has with the player characters. You can get them to do things directly. You don't have to just order them in like a point and click and they go, okay, like an RTS, you know where you click a unit and they go off and do things. You can do that, but you can do direct things as well. And it's like a half-bay balance, like, you know, you, you're exploring the world, you're finding things, finding interacting with NPCs, non-aggressive NPCs, at least, initially. Um, and, you know, you, you have an interaction. But ultimately, when you're getting involved with these combats in environment, you are... The game kind of encourages you to think more tactically and allow you to say look you 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 can you can um, um pause the game and, and you can actually create these rather interesting scenarios or create these uh, triggered events based on what others are doing um and um this is um this, this reliance on this triggering is is, is this where I mean, well, I'm going with this is is the game born from this tactical heritage. I mean, is it it started life as that real pure RTS and became an action game, or is it the other way around, or do they evolve at the same time?
1: Oh, I have to, to, to try and reconstruct uh, what the guys were uh, saying when uh, they yeah. uh, ca- came to us. Um, I think, uh, I mean, I mean, it's obviously that the game is heavy, um, um, I forgot the English word. I'm sorry. Uh, influenced by, yeah, uh, yeah, heavy influence by, uh, Fallout tactics. So the guys, uh, the, the two guys who started the project are very huge, Fallout uh, follow tactics fans and post-apo fans. And that's why they, uh, they uh, make they were making uh, dust and then they get influence from another games they uh, started tweaking things uh, watch uh, uh, what things are more sm- smooth for them and what makes more fun and what not so um, um, the, I I don't know if this is the answer but um, but this is this is the, uh, the story behind this um, this okay. core feature. Hmm. So it's
0: really the the idea of, of having those fluid both sides, whether you do tactical or you actually have a real time interaction, one to one interaction with um, the with the characters. Um, There's a balance between the two, isn't there? Some is more beneficial than the others.
1: Yeah. Um, d- d- did you try to Played it in
0: multiplayer? No, I've only ever oh, played the console but, game because that's really what I wanted to talk to you about because that's the latest yeah, release and yeah, yeah, that's what we're here to promote. But uh, I did yeah. read a lot about the multiplayer experience, and indeed my next question is related so, to that.
1: Oh, okay, then then so, you, you can ask and we can yeah yeah <laughs> we can expand on that
0: because yeah. so originally Dustwind was called that Dustwind. If you look on Steam, there it is Dustwind. No sub. You know, thing the last resort. That's not there. It's just Dustwind. Although the single-player campaign was added to it later on. At its core, it was a skirmish game. It was a game where you—that's where I describe them. A game where you are set a scenario where it's built by even the developers or the community, because you know, there's an amazing editor in in, yeah. in Dustwind, allowing you to make these extraordinarily elaborate in, encounters, and then you would then create a character with lots of weapons and what have you, and then send them off and see if they survive. And that was all characters, I should say, multiple, because you have squads and you have all sorts of things, people, uh, and you have engagements with all these enemies and traps and environments and stuff. And that has a very large creative community. And I just want to ask, how has that informed the design of the single player experience
1: yeah yeah this is this is uh, an interesting question because mm. um uh, at the, that point i have to say that i think um we um we did some mistakes with uh, some of the uh, single player designs because uh, when we were designing the uh, single-player campaign, uh, there were not so many possibilities in the editor uh, for the players to uh, make the maps. Uh, we updated it with uh, from time to time, and we um, make more, more content for editor, available more features, and uh, with the single-player campaign, uh, there were new features in the editor, too, so the Maps you see in the Steam Workshop uh, were growing at that time, so um, of course we looked at uh, at, uh, at the skirmish maps um, at that time, and sadly we make one mistake uh, that we um, and I can't remember why uh, our game design and me um, decided to do it so we. Uh, Makes the single player campaign not so squad based, uh, like we could, because a lot of tactical fun is about this squad based uh, playing, and uh, I can't I can't explain for myself why we couldn't realize it at that moment, and uh, and I mean I mean the the Two guys who started the project. Uh, they did a lot of such stuff. But our game designer, who uh, was or uh, well, the game designers there were two, who were involved in the single player uh, campaign, and of course me. I have to say, I I, I want to. I, I don't want to say that all the others uh, to blame. No, I'm sorry. Um, uh, I was one of the people who said, yeah, we do it so. And I have to say it was a mistake. We could deliver a better campaign if we would uh, make more squad-based playing in it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the story or the idea of the story, uh, I personally like it because uh, uh, we... Uh, tried to um, to make a, a female character who uh, don't want to be uh, such a, sp- a special person, but who wants to uh, find her daughter, uh, yeah. and she gets stronger and stronger, and the people uh, see her as leader. So this this is the idea of it, and mm. but from. Level design uh, or not level gameplay design, I think we could do better. I'm, okay. I'm very sorry about that. So, yeah, we right. can.
0: It's, it's. I still think it's a really entertaining, compelling game to play. I, I like it. I, uh, hence, you've been on the show, it's great.
1: I like um, it too. Uh, yeah. But uh, we got also um, feedback from the community, and yeah. I have to. Say, okay, perhaps we have we had to do some more uh, squad based things.
0: Yeah, you can make maybe maybe make a side quest or something. You could you could do that. Yeah, don't yeah, 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 <laughs> That might work. So, um there is a sense of dread when moving to new areas in Dust Wind, the last resort. There's always a feeling that when you go around one corner you're going to face some horrible thing <laughs> very quickly, uh, or indeed tread on something that you shouldn't have trodden on. Um, what do you do, what have you found yourself doing in the design of the levels and the environments to encourage the player to be somewhat cautious and not go running around with guns a Because that doesn't work.
1: Yeah, this is this is this is a very good question. I have to say that uh, we um, I sadly I was not involved in this uh, detail um, map design mm. at that time. Uh, but I know that we uh, in the first iterations we had the problem that you could simply run around. And do stuff. And we said, no, this doesn't, it it isn't fun. It doesn't make sense. Uh,
0: It's not Pac Man. uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're completely right. So we, um, so the game designers at that time uh, did um, some thoughts about uh, how to solve it. Uh, But I'm sorry that I can't uh, explain what exactly they thought. And no, dead.
0: no, that's that's fine. But at least you understand the problem that, and it was solved in my view from a from a commentator's point of view or a player's point of view, was that you are quite fragile, mm-hmm. and that's really important that you are this fragile, you know. And when a when a player character is that fragile, you know that you can be quite very badly harmed very quickly if you're not yeah. careful. That is the simplest thing. It's usually the simplest thing is simply make the character vulnerable. And once you do that, they become cautious and you're not Pac-Man anymore. Unless you get eaten by a ghost. So, I'm going to ask you about the last... This is the last question. I know. Good things have to come to an end. And here (laughs) we are. At least I hope it was a good thing. Um, The ability to pause... And then issue commands is a phenomenally powerful ability on the heart, on the part of, to give that to the player to say you can pause everything, set something up, and then off you go. Imagine being able to do that with Donkey Kong or some other really weird and not weird but very difficult arcade game. They wouldn't be hard anymore potentially because you just go well, yeah. I'm just going to stop this here, and you know you just you'd be able to, to sort of and this is very very powerful, yet uh, Dustwind The Last Resort is a very challenging game despite that powerful ability what have you done to balance the experience to make sure that it is a challenging experience and therefore an engaging one
1: Mm. I Honestly, uh, can you can you rephrase the question, please? Absolutely, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. It's a
0: rather even, you know, It's um, what I'm trying to explain here is that you, when you have an engagement against enemies, you can stop the action and then yeah. do then make some decisions, some very complex dis- decisions that can be triggered and linked together with other characters under your control and then hit un, you know stop you know, unpause it and then watch the action play out. What have you done what have you done as a developer and designer to make sure that the other the AI the uh, have a chance provided a challenge against that kind of ability because they're just reacting to what the player is doing. So what have you done? to make sure that the character has to be on their toes it's kind of similar to the previous question only in relation to the ability to pause the action
1: um i i would i would answer it from from different points of view on the one hand uh uh i mean um the the ai is uh, common uh and uh is not um, the most of AI is not uh, very complex but uh, it is um, it stay on uh, special points on the maps uh, where you uh, where we uh, and game designers uh, thought about uh, to uh, how to say it. That the player can't, can't see the enemies too, uh, early. Uh, on the other hand, uh, the players as the AI, um, uh, this is perhaps a little che- cheat because, hmm. uh, the AI can, uh, if the player is near enough, uh, it can react.
0: It's right. Right. It's, they it's, can see the player but the player can't see yeah them.
1: yeah yeah L- little bit at, uh, <laughs> little at
0: bit. least, yeah, yeah. and uh, not so, by, quite as bad as Xcom because Xcom's notorious for that in fact Xcom is built around the concept that the aliens can see you but you can't see them it's you know and that's that that's that's fine but so you've had to do that little trick and I like that and that's the kind of thing we like to talk about in this show that yeah we've had to make it so that the 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 enemy has something can do something that you can't
1: yeah yeah Le- little bit uh, cheating uh, yeah. it's it's okay I think because uh, honestly we had not the time to make such superior AI for for the no. game no. Um, but I think the programmers uh, made uh very cool work to uh, also things and mm. especially uh, what you said about the editor but it's uh, another uh, point yeah.
0: yeah 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 it's um but it's yeah it's just fascinating to see it all in action and i i didn't detect it so thanks for letting me know that yes they can see through walls it makes sense of course the cat why can't the program tell the other parts of the you know the the the, the enemies to say. Well, the character's going to be standing here now. You need to react to that. Even though you can't see them, they are really there. Yeah. And that's fine, because yeah. that way they can actually be reacting quicker than they would normally be able to, forcing the player to react quicker.
1: Yeah. And 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 on the other hand, uh, they have this simple... Um, how to say it, the simple comments, like they can, uh, the one enemy will run to you, the others uh, stay and wait. For example, a sniper can stay and wait till you are going through a uh, canyon or something like that and such things. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the game designers, uh, with with the dustman editors, the game designers has had very cool um possibilities to to make uh cool stuff make
0: yeah. funny stuff yeah yeah some the, yeah i don't want to spoil anything but the use of mines and detonators can <laughs> lead to infinite fun yeah yeah like. for
1: example
0: yeah uh and uh just for one thing i have to congratulate you all on the tutorial which is one of the most extensive and valuable tutorials i've ever experienced it just teaches you a great deal and, uh, you know, it's quite it's quite long, because it has to be, because there's so much to explain. Yeah. But uh, I strongly recommend, don't just dive in. To the, you will die very quickly if you don't play that tutorial. Uh, I mean, it's funny that you give it as an option. That's fine, because some people just like to learn by doing. But uh, the tutorial does a great job of uh, uh, describing certain things that you need to know about and to exploit. Yeah. Being, being, being able to set off individual like charges as creatures as people or things come running at you yeah. is phenomenally powerful yeah. and
1: uh thank you very much i will uh, forward it to uh, the game designers please do yeah cause it's, i will uh,
0: it's, it's quite impressive i was quite taken aback by how extensive that tutorial was so uh the uh, the last resort um it's developed by Dustwin Studios and Z Software. Is that a fair statement, or is the, uh, it's difficult to explain? Uh, really?
1: It's uh, I, I can try to explain. Yeah. Uh, the main game is uh, mainly developed by Dustwin Studios and right. only supported by us. Uh, right. In, yeah. in different cases, but only supported by us. But uh, the single player campaign was uh, was more cooperation work and right, so right. Um, i would say at the end the, the end product is yeah. uh more dustbin studios because the uh, yeah, yeah. basement is from dustbin studios but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh i think we uh, at that software we had also a big part at uh, dustbin plus resort
0: absolutely and uh, what platforms is it out on because it's 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 could you list all this? Because it's out on consoles, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's on consoles, on PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S.
0: Right, right. So, Excellent. Uh, and the original is on um, Windows PC as well. Also, right? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, the, uh, the PC version, because it's, uh, it's also with multiplayer and so on, mm. it's uh, on Steam, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, yeah, I did see. But historically, it got trouble with platforms and stuff. But anyway, stuff great. Um, Andreas, it's been wonderful having you on the show. Thank you.
1: It was um, one, uh, it was very cool to be here. Yeah, Honestly, uh, thank you very uh, much to invited me.
0: No, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, I really enjoy it every, every episode, but uh, this one's been really revealing because this it's a very difficult game talk about dust wind the last resort i think it's uh there's a lot to it and um the best way i can do, to encourage people just just play it honestly it's great there's so much i, I have way more questions to this but i've only got a certain amount of time uh just just go for it so like the sound design is amazing you know the directional sound and the, the reverb i don't know how you did it but it's really there's like a slight crackle when there's an explosion it's very clever it's just, you know, you didn't have to put that in, but you did. And, um, no, it's it's really a very impressive piece of coding. So thanks for making it. And thank you for being such a great guest.
1: Thank you to be here. And I will forward it all your uh, uh, all your cool stuff about Dustwinds. I will forward it to, to the team. They will be very happy to hear it. Yeah, yeah you're, you're welcome. But uh, you're more than
0: welcome to come back as a return guest, talk about whatever next is on your plate, whatever that may be. You're probably six months into it by now. I don't know. But um, anyway, thanks very much, Andreas. I I will do. (laughs) Cheers. Okay. You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Cane and Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash Cane and Rinse for early, extended and exclusive podcasts. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube and at our website, kanarinz.com.